Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. <laughs> Welcome to Spooky Scouts! As an aside, I don't know what we're talking about today, and I know nothing about it. I do. So, Kayla does, and Kayla told me the name like four times, and I was like, I don't know what this is, Kayla. <laughs> Basically, I just, I read a very good book, so heads up, I'm gonna spoil this entire book for you. When we get to the okay. segment, I will tell everyone what the title is, and if you want to read it, you can leave, but don't leave, because I just want to talk about this book. And it le it leads into, it led me down a rabbit hole of like multiverse theory, um, quantum suicide, determinism, super determinism, things that I have no business talking about because I'm not a physicist, but I'm going to try to talk about and we'll talk about them and it'll be fun and we'll probably talk out our asses a little bit, but that's what we're here yeah. for. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's what we're here for. Um, yeah. So this last week I did a, a hot gummy challenge. If you were there to see it with Penny Arcade and if Schnauzer just asked how I was doing and if it's anyone's, if anyone cares to know, the last thing I Googled was how long does it take food to go through you? It's 36 hours. So thought I, was thought I was dying, but turns out <laughs> it's just, it was just the gummies. Yeah. Cause right afterwards you were like, I'm fine. fine. Everything's like, great. Oh, I'm fine. And then like today I'm like, Am I dying? Like Googling <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That was just the gummies. It wasn't like a pain thing. It was just a, you know, we don't need to know more. We don't need this. to know more. But, you know, basically, <laughs> if you get those gummies, maybe don't eat as many as Holly did in no, one sitting. Perhaps. Don't eat that many because, yeah, what what happens afterwards is not a normal color, texture, or any of the above. So. <laughs> So, and you think you're dying and it's not because you, you ate a bunch of gummies for charity, like way too many gummies that you should not have ate, eaten. Yeah. So. I watched, we watched some of that. I watched a little bit and then I would leave and go do something else and come back. And every time you were just like eating gummies, like yeah, every oh, time I, I probably back. ate, I probably ate like a pound of gummies or something. It was <laughs> insane. Like I, and I like gummies, like. I like gummies. Mm -hmm. Like, you know that. We've bought in our... Bought in, we've bought. We've bought. <laughs> we purchased a we lot of gummies. We purchased our five pound bags of gummies <laughs> before, you know, and those have been really enjoyable. Um, but it turns out if you eat spicy ones and you eat that many and you eat them all at once. And I think also they're, um, they're more like natural. Like, I feel like those gummies we get are like a lot of like different preservatives and things to make them more gummy. These are like, they're homemade more so like the people that make them make them at home like and they oh, don't wow. have like a factory yet so i feel like they're very more like gelatin based yeah so that interacted with my body even worse a lot <laughs> so, of gelatin yeah because i feel like i feel like the ones that you get in a store is a lot more is almost more corn syrupy mm -hmm. that makes sense it does so, yeah but anyway no they weren't sugar-free thank god no, they were really tasty. Like they tasted very, very good. And I hope that their Kickstarter gets funded. If you check them out, it's um Gummy Minis Kickstarter. Oh yeah, it's they're all good. little goblins, right? Yeah, no, they're really cute. So when you kill like a goblin in D&D, &D, you can like eat them. 
Um, which is fun. You consume them. I think I found the yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah, it's very it. cute and very fun. And I think it, <laughs> in a reasonable amount, it would actually be really enjoyable. Um, it was not, I did not eat a reasonable amount. Um, <laughs> I did not consume a reasonable amount no, of the so that's why I googled what happens, how long does it take food to go through your body Your Google, the other am end. I dying? And uh, it was like 36 hours and I was like, yup <laughs> okay here we go uh, uh, yeah so anyway but it was very fun, I had a great time it was, it was good and I think that was the other reason why we skipped Sunday is because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel after eating a pound of spicy gummies. Yeah. And then I also got my third jab, my third That's stabby right. stab yeah. over the weekend. That's right. So That's right. Um, get your stabbies, everyone. If, if it's that time to right. get your third one, go get your third one. It was fine, except for the person who did it did not know what they were doing. No, that was the only was bad except part. For, except for Kayla encountered an amateur vaccine giver. Yeah. <laughs> like my arm, like when I would do this. I had, like, a giant lump in my arm for, like, two days. And it it wasn't, like, a cool muscular lump. It was, like, a there's <laughs> like something under up. my skin lump. And I was, like, <laughs> was like cool. So, um, just, you like know. Someone messed, someone messed up. <laughs> someone, someone goofed. Maybe don't try to make the last appointment of the night uh, at your local pharmacy. They're, like, <laughs> They're just, like, everyone's left. Just get that guy to do it. Um, so. Just get the intern. Get Bobby the intern to come in and stab you. Yeah. And it was uh, not great because of that. Otherwise, fine. And I just sat on my recliner and watched Squid Game, like, the complete series. So... I watched, okay, I watched the whole thing too. I don't know if anyone else has watched it in the chat. So if you don't want spoilers, you know, head out. Oh yeah, can we talk about it? And like, because I would like to talk about it for a minute. I think we should. So we don't want spoilers. But like, if you also don't think you're going to watch it, because there's a lot of people I know that are not going to be able to watch it. It's very gory. It's very gory, but it's also just like really sad. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's also just really sad. And I think, like, because it's that whole, like, Black Mirror sort of thing. And yes. it's just, it's just sad. Well, let's talk about it. So, my opinion is that I enjoyed it quite a lot. I thought it was really good. And I really like the fact that it focused on the wealth gap in, mm-hmm. like, because a lot of Korean media, I watched, I've watched several K-dramas. I try to, like, watch a few of those. They always kind of focus on that, which is like a universal issue. So I, I really enjoyed it. How did you feel about it? Other other than like the weird, like, I don't know. I felt like I had some sort of like disconnect on like Korean culture on how sexist they were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, because they were just like, we can't have a girl. And I was like, but whoa. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Like, I didn't like... I felt like there were some things I was missing because I didn't understand it mm-hmm. or like that it was a common thing to think that girls are weak in Korea. I don't know. Like I was, that kind of threw me off, but like, I just thought that the black mirror stuff was like messed up and all that, like that those rich guys, like the rich guys in the masks. I was like, this like exists, right? Like this that- exists. This is just real. Someone's out there doing this, right? Like, all the Republicans think that this is what Democrats do in their free time, right? Right. They're like, <laughs> like they're like eating babies and wearing like golden masks. Like, don't isn't that like what QAnon thinks? Isn't this what this is? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 
It was just like, this is just someone's conspiracy theory. So, yeah. And like, also, I think we had a conversation about this, but I just really love that K-dramas and Korean movies, they just like get the worst white actors. They're, yes. they're like, we need an American. <laughs> and they're just like, get in there, buddy. And it's just, the acting is so bad. It's, it's so like, god-awful. like, my uncle can do it. I'm just gonna... <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I just, like... I don't know. I don't, I found it a really good story and really interesting, but I just don't believe that those stories, like, I feel like they're going to stoke a fire in the, like, conspiracy theorists. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, like, God, just like, like Alex Jones and like a lot of the people I've, like, I keep tabs on because I'm, I guess, a masochist. Yeah, kind of, a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And like I, all these podcasts I see that are like that talk about him and stuff like he will bring up movies like I, it's like people start to blend reality and fiction. Yeah. But like they're racist, so they're not going to watch it. No, <laughs> so they're not fine. going to. <laughs> and but yeah, I do. I, I thought it was um, great. And did I actually ended up Googling because I, I mean, obviously it's very it's very battle royale. And I think at this yeah. point, Jack and I had that discussion where we were like. It's not really, like, ripping off Battle Royale, because Battle Royale has become its own genre at this point. Right, yeah, yeah. But there's another series on Netflix that I started that is very similar if you watch Squid Game and you want to watch something similar. There's a Japanese show called Alice in Borderland. Oh, interesting. they get sucked into... So far, I'm only a few episodes in, but basically they get sucked into, like, an alternate dimension where they're playing games hmm. to stay alive and it's so it's very similar but it's different in a lot of ways but it's very similar and i'm interesting i'm enjoying it so far i'm like three episodes in and it's very similar in that like you, it, people just die and explode and like whatever yeah and yeah it's, you know i'm i'm yeah. interested to see where it goes yeah interesting yeah fla, um the, the dawn seeker said a funny amount of the q stuff is just ripped off from film plots yes because it's like the zeitgeist of pop culture that like bleeds into people's lives. I, that I'm convinced is because people just want excitement in their lives. Mm-hmm. They want a purpose where just like in squid game, they're like, we don't have anything in the nightmare that is capitalism. So we just want to do this game. Well, that's, that's the part that blew my mind when they went back. I was like, you yeah. ba- you're going back. They you're went back, back and I was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? I know. I was like, I was like, no, no. Like the husband and wife who ended up having to like kill one of them. And then he like hung himself like terrible, terrible. I'm like, why did you go back? Why did you, why did you go back? Yeah. Why did you go back? Because they like, like they would, don't have money and like you can't I, live. You I know? like, I don't know. I would rather lick moss off of a rock. <laughs> for a food source than go into that nightmare land. Like yeah. I would rather beg on a street corner. Yeah. I would like, not have I went would, back. I would have been, I'm no. like, I'm good. I don't need or that much no. money. It's good. I'm good. No, I would have, I would have just, I would have, like I said, like I would have rather begged on a street, like those, like been homeless than go back and get shot by a murder doll or like had these horrible things happen. Like at, no yeah no 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 no. yeah it was i think the worst the worst one for me was when they did the glass panel bridge thing Ugh. i was i can't i don't like heights and <laughs> oh. i was just like i can't i can't deal with this like it was so difficult no. to watch it was very difficult to oh. watch 
Yeah. Okay, we're done. We're done talking about it. Um, <laughs> cozyism. We're done. Ugh. Yeah. But I'm glad that I. I'm glad I watched. I'm glad I watched it to have like I guess the pop culture relevancy of it. Yeah. But also, that it was very well done, and I think it's. It's. I'm glad that like Netflix is like hiring like other places than America to make interesting shows yes. or buying them or whatever, because I, I like to watch different shows. Like I'm interested in other cultures. Thank you. <laughs> well, and the, the, the wildest thing is like, not only is that number one in America right now, it's number one in the world. Like everyone yeah. in the entire world is watching that show. And that is great. Like, no, that that's is, good. That is awesome. And I, I hope that they invest more in like other, other cultures, other media, yeah. like, other stories that aren't just like yeah i remember doing books and stuff like like i love how wild the bollywood movies are like Mm -hmm. have you ever watched any of the bollywood movies they're incredible yes they are they're so fun and they're so long (laughs) they're so long and there's so many dance numbers and i don't know why but like they're incredible which i can't remember which one i watched once it was like mr roboto or something it was like three hours long with this guy who's maybe a robot and like guns come out everywhere it's just but dance numbers like it and like he fights like a dragon or something i don't know oh it's sad yeah it's great it sounds amazing oh my god flompton just said that even north korea is watching it apparently and their government is trying to claim the show proves that north korea is better than south korea wait did the show try and say that this was happening in south korea or north korea is like oh no this is happening like this is real what what because, like, I think Wild. the plot was, like, the one one of the characters the one of came the girls from North was from North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. That's, I mean, that's not shocking, though. That's what a, like, off-the-rails dictatorship thinks is news. Yes. So. It's true. Speaking um, of off-the-rails, off <laughs> what's your QAnon update? So, I mean, it's, mo- like, I was actually going through all of the stuff that I'd been reading and listening to and everything, and it's just pretty much all of the same stuff, except for... Uh, Trump keeps, I don't know, like, a lot of us don't keep up with this Trump stuff because we don't, I don't want to remember he exists. Sure. I don't blame anyone else for not wanting to remember that he exists. He did, he's been doing rallies for some reason. He's been doing rallies for still, because he thinks, he says he's going to run for for 2024, which I just don't, I don't. Is he going to make it that long? I don't know. Um, so he's been doing rallies and he had a rally and this lady was like, there's going to be a civil war! And like also, and there was this research done for pretty much for like the gap, the wealth gap and correlating within civil unrest and how it it actually predicted the civil war. And it also predicted like the unrest of like 2020 and like a few other things. And now this mathematical demographic is predicting a civil war. Okay. So, and this lady was like, civil war. So... Regardless, I don't know what that would look like in this time, but like at the same time, I'm just like, I like none of us want this. I don't want a war. I don't want no, no, we don't want war or conflict. And I'm not entirely sure why people are just like, yes, I want this. It's like it's the movie version. They want um they want a movie version of what they think a civil war is. Right. And that's what I that seems to be the correlation of what's happening right now because none of the wild Q stuff like saying that Joe Biden is his Jim Carrey and all that other stuff has like taken off. It's all just them still like being combative. So it's just like 
I just wish they would take a nap or something, perhaps. Like, just everybody could take a little nap. Well, and it's just, like, I just want everyone... What I really want to see and what's really disappointing and depressing is how much everyone is so, like, against each other and, uh, like, dehumanizing people. And that's what makes me depressed is just the dehumanization. It's, like... We can dehumanize these Trump supporters when at the same time, like, no, we shouldn't be because they're, despite being misinformed and doing all these things, like, they're just scared. And yeah. their entire social circle are other people who continue to perpetuate these false rumors, false information. And it's just unhealthy for everyone. So I think, like, I don't know. It's just it's just bad. So that's why I just uh, have been looking into the collapse. So I think we're going to move from Q update to collapse update. And for the collapse update. Yeah. (laughs) For the collapse update. We've got we've I've got a lot of information about that. Okay, tell us. Tell us about the collapse. The collapse update is much more likely. The Q lapse. (laughs) The Q lapse. Yeah. And while I would love for everyone to have empathy for each other, I don't know if that's going to happen because everyone is just so divided. Like, yeah, it just it just makes me sad. It's like I want those people to be happy, but I forgot what I was going to say. The collapse. Yes, the collapse. So Evergrande, the largest uh, Chinese property company, has collapsed. More or less, they have gone bankrupt, just like the companies in 2008. And it is spreading to companies in Australia and pretty much there, there's rumors that, like, the entire, the economy is going to collapse again, similar to 2008, and these are examples of that. Great. <laughs> Can't wait. Isn't the economy also, already the, been collapsed? It has been, yeah, but it's, we're in a recession, apparently, but this is signs of, like, these giant real estate things, like, so there's buildings just sitting empty in China because no one can pay for them. And uh, also, the supply chain has broken down. Uh, there's over a hundred giant, those big giant container ships, over a hundred. Oh, I saw off, that on TikTok. On the coast. Mm-hmm. On t- God damn it, Kayla. Who's <laughs> learning your news from TikTok? I saw it on TikTok where they had like oh, a no. helicopter going over the bay or, or over whatever. And it was like 50, so like, bad. it was like 50 boats. What do you mean? Uh, I yes. just saw TikTok all the time. <laughs> so mad. That's how <laughs> I learned things. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm just not like, it showed me that sad crow once. And I didn't, I just like, I, I, I only tiptoe in there because I'm scared. Oh, well, I send you wholesome TikToks. I sent you one where this uh, person was like, always having chicks in my bed. And then like a little chicken beak pokes him from the side. It's like, no. No. It's very cute. I, I do love wholesome. that. I send you wholesome ones. So. No, I don't hate TikTok. It just, like, has shown me sad animals too many times. Yeah. But, yes. So that's also happening. And it's because of COVID and a many, and many, many other reasons. But I like to also say it's because of the collapse. The collapse. So. There's a paper shortage. Collapse. Yeah. There is. There's a paper shortage. There's quite a few shortages. There's a wood shortage. Fact, if you would like to listen to a collapse podcast, I found one that's very good called Breaking Down colon collapse <laughs> it's on spotify just like we are mm-hmm. they're just starting up and they're probably about the same size our podcast is nice and they're great and i've started listening to them and they talk about all of the all of the things about the collapse so i feel like i've started moving even though i i'm interested still in the conspiracy theories it is a it is a symptom of a greater problem right so and that problem is collapse collapse, collapse. 
<laughs> yes. Wow. Well, so. Well, let's talk about whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I usually I, I know about some of these things, but this is a new thing Kayla's learned about and she's going to tell us about it because I have no idea. So I'm going to sit here and sippy my cider. Sippy. In my in my corks bar glass. Oh my God, where did you get that? That's incredible. <laughs> it was from Amazon. I really want That's one. Cool. Does it say, my favorite, I want to get one. I wish they'd make the singing one that sings, come to corks, corks is fun. Yes. Come right oh now, don't walk. Come run. right now, don't walk around. <laughs> That would be awesome. I want that so bad. That's my favorite Deep Space Nine moment when Worf gets that. If you haven't watched The Lower Decks, it's amazing. I did. It has more come out yet. I watched the first season. Season two is out. Oh, good. Okay. And there's like, Quarks is a chain, like a chain of like, like arcades and stuff. Oh my God. (laughs) Do they have Dabo girls again? No, they just show it from the outside, but it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love it. So everyone, I'm going to spoil a a book for you. So Mm -hmm. if you want to read uh, The Hollow Places by T. Kingfisher, I'm going to spoil the whole freaking book. Yeah, just leave if you want to read it. (laughs) But (laughs) you may want to read it more after hearing what what I'm saying about it. It is fun to go in blind if you like scary books and you want to read it. I have been listening to a lot of a lot of audiobooks and our friend Caitlin Hackett recommended T. Kingfisher to me. And the first book I read by her was The Twisted Ones, which is very good too. It actually cool. combines Appalachian horror with Welsh mythology. It's cool. really good. Yes, friend of the show, Caitlin Hackett. Friend of the show, Caitlin Hackett. <laughs> yeah. So if you if that's something you'd be into, I would say it's adjacent to like Appalachian folk magic, fairies, kind of kind of different things like that. I think you'd really enjoy it. So maybe check that out. I won't spoil that book for you. It's also very good. Okay. But I'm gonna spoil the heck out of the hollow places. So the hollow places is set up as a book about a girl named Kara. They call her Carrot in the book. Um, she gets a divorce and she moves back to, I think the town she grew up in or something, but her uncle, she moves back in with her uncle who owns a, basically a mystery shack, weird store that's filled with like taxidermy and like Fiji mermaids and Mothman and all that stuff. Like it's a, it's a perfect store. We would love it basically. So she goes to help him with the store and move back because she just got divorced. And basically her uncle goes to get surgery and she's left alone in the store. And one night there's just like a hole knocked in the wall. Like one of the tourists knocks a hole in the wall and she looks through and it leads into a hallway, a concrete hallway, which is physically impossible. Oh no, this is like the hole in the wall in Poltergeist that the dog's barking at. Yeah. It's that weird. messed me up. It reminds <laughs> like at this point it reminds me... A, a lot of House of Leaves. If you've never read mm. that, that is a great book and I won't spoil it for you. It's a it's a thick book, but it kind of is a very genre-defying book and it's about people going into this house and it, like, doesn't end, basically. It's like a never-ending no. house. And it's the way it's set up, no. it's like a mixture of letters and scripts and, like, s- footnotes and it's very good. So House of Leaves is another recommendation. But basically her she gets the neighbor to come up and help her cut a larger hole and they go through and it's a concrete hallway and they proceed through this concrete hallway to like a metal door on one side and there's a dead body in it 
And then they go back down the other side of the hallway and it's another metal door and they pry it open and they are in the middle of like a river of islands and like trees. So they've just like entered another dimension, basically. And they describe it throughout the whole book as if it is a, like she just, she does a really good job of describing it as if like when you're in a video game and you pass through the pixels that are like covering all these oh. hollow things, like, you know, the back you run in through a tree in Skyrim and it's hollow yes. on the inside, but okay, it looks like yeah. it's not on the outside. So she okay. describes the world feeling that way, but it has, it's like covered in islands and with doors. And also there's like freaky monsters and, and crap there, but oh, no. she doesn't find that out for a little bit, but basically they, they lose the door they came in from. And they get lost there for days. And they end up going, and what they call, what they describe these little doors as in these islands are bunkers. They look hmm. like military bunkers. No, oh, don't like that. And they go in one, and it has a Bible in it. And she opens the Bible, and as she's flipping through the Bible, she realizes that the contents of it are slightly off. Like there's a book of Ruth, and there's like, there's just stuff that, wasn't Mm. isn't right and then they find like a magazine and the magazine has stamps in it and the stamps when she looks really close say una instead of usa and she realizes it's from another world another dimension oh but then she ends up reading the bible because it has a lot of notes in it and it's from a guy who's in a military who's a military installation where they came through here and they found some other people who were lost there from another dimension and they found, like, a scientist woman who was there. And they had a scientist in their military party who was, like, studying everything. And they end up running into a monster, which they describe as, like, very fleshy. And it has, like, a baboon face and, like, weird deer legs. <laughs> and they kill it. And the, the scientist goes to, like, study it. And he opens up its mouth and realizes it has fillings. And that it was a person that, like, what? got twisted and distorted in this weird alternate dimension. It was crazy. No. It was awful. No. But, like, a series of events happen, and she they end up coming back to the real world, but then that world starts bleeding into this one, and she ends up having to, like, close the gateway and, like, patch it back up. But she ends up researching, like, the multiverse and other dimensions, and... There's lots of theories like talk of string theory and and as if all these other worlds and alternate dimensions can exist as like really thin layers on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And this one was like a dimension that all of the other ones like intersect. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Cozy, Cozyism asked if you'd read uh, Junji Ito. Yep. Have you read that? Yeah. Yeah. I've read those too. And that's the same kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blech. And Blech. honestly, like this writing, I, I wish T. Kingfisher had more books. She's actually, I think this is her alternate name. She actually writes, I think, like young adult fantasy, like little kid fantasy books normally. But like. Oh, interesting. These horror books are amazing. Like it is so. Oh, good. And the character writing's great. Like, the, the heroines are great in her books. But it kind of got me, like, I won't I won't tell you any more about it, but that that's the premise. It's super good. But it kind of got me on a multiverse kick, and I talked to a couple people at work about these things, and we ended up talking about, like, multiverse, determinism, super determinism, mm. quantum suicide, various things like that. 
So what are these things? So I pu- I looked up a, a dummies article for the one thing. Yes, explain I, to me. Explain to me like I'm five. Explain <laughs> like I'm five. I will I will start with my dummies article on the theory of parallel universes because I think it's a very good article. Thank you, dummies.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's hit or miss, but sometimes it's good. Yeah, like this is very yeah. good. So let me just read this to you. The multiverse is a theory in which our universe is not the only one, but states that many universes exist parallel to each other. These distinct universes within the multiverse theory are called parallel universes. A variety of different theories lend themselves to a multiverse viewpoint. Not all physicists really believe that these universes exist. Even fewer believe that it would ever be possible to contact them. So level one parallel universes, they they break it down. There's a couple different levels, but level one is if you go far enough, you'll get back home, which basically states that space is so big that the rules of probability imply that surely somewhere else out there are other planets exactly like Earth. In fact, an infinite universe would have infinitely many planets. And on some of them, the events that play out would be virtually identical to those on Earth. No, I don't like that. So they're saying that space, (laughs) you know, it's so infinitely big... That yeah. statistically, that's going to ju- just exist, like, prob- probability-wise. Okay. Like, there's someone okay. exactly like you out there doing similar things. I don't like that. Work. I'm gonna go get them. I'm gonna go get them. <laughs> there can only be one Holly. Only one. It's like Highlander. <laughs> and level two is if you go far enough, you'll fall into Wonderland. So in a level two parallel universe, regions of space are continuing to undergo an inflation phase. Because of the continuing inflationary phase in these universes, space between us and the other universes is literally expanding faster than the speed of light, and they are therefore completely unreachable. Hmm. Two possible theories present reasons to believe that level two may exist. Eternal inflation and ekpyrotic theory. So eternal inflation is... For my understanding, <laughs> God damn it, flumped, flumped in chat. That I was gonna say something. I was like, I'm not gonna make a joke. I'm not gonna make a joke. I'm not gonna make a joke about this. I said, deviant art artists love this theory. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't say it. Whatever. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure, like the the idea of inflation comes from the idea that when the Big Bang happened, it created multiple universes it like it wrote these things it wrote the universe and every decision from that point on branched things out like it's eternal it's like always spreading you know like yeah you you making it the choice right now to do this podcast with me if we there's also a universe in which we never did it and in that universe maybe at some point we decided to do something else but so within that universe there's the universe where we decided to do the other thing or the other thing like you know it's eternally right. moving. Well, and this did you watch the Marvels What If about all this stuff? I watched uh like a couple episodes of yeah. it, but I it's didn't like watch very all similar. Of it. It's very similar to that idea that there's other universes where other things are happening and it's very similar to ours and some are way more messed up and all that kind of stuff. Well, I don't know that any universe is more messed up than ours at this point though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would... I was just I was just stoked that there was more Doctor Strange stuff. So I was like, yeah, yeah Doctor Strange. Fair. But... Yeah. The next level is level three is if you stay where you are, you'll run into yourself. 
So a level three parallel universe is a consequence of the many worlds interpretation from quantum physics in which every single quantum possibility inherent in the quantum wave function becomes a real possibility and some reality. When the average hmm. person thinks of a parallel universe, he's probably thinking of level three. Level three are different from the others posed because they take place in the same space and time as our own universe, but you still have oh. no way to access them. You have never had and never will have contact with any level one or level two universe, but or you're continually- will you? Or will you? <laughs> But you're continually in contact with level three universes. Every moment of your life, every decision you make is causing a split of your now self into an infinite number of future selves, all of which are unaware of each other. And level four is somewhere over the rainbow. There's a magical land, which would be (laughs) that there's a parallel universe with fundamentally completely different mathematical laws of nature than our own universe. Interesting. So those are like the different theories of multiverse so hmm. i don't know i just find this very fascinating so <laughs> what is what is quantum suicide then so quantum suicide let me pull this up because i didn't know about it until i looked it up because i was looking up quantum immortality which quantum suicide can cause quantum immortality it's kind of like schrodinger's cat it's it's okay. another thought that's experiment. what i was thinking yeah yeah okay. so the thought experiment is if a man is in a box and he has like a gun that rotates based on a like measuring a cork i don't know thought, yeah. thought experiments are weird um and every time that cork is measured the gun goes off so there's a 50 percent chance he's going to die but in the universe in which he dies he is dead but there is a universe in which he doesn't die Right. So he's okay. like, if he's always like, you know, every time he tries to shoot that gun, he has a 50% chance. Yeah. He can keep building on this universe where he's alive and he's fundamentally he, immortal. So that's what quantum immortality is. Thought experiments are very weird. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just like thinking really hard about this weird thing. But that's what quantum immortality is. Hmm. So quantum suicide is that experiment where if you were to be in this box. Got and- it kill yourself or try to kill yourself there's 50 percent chance it's gonna work in in the the ever-expanding multiverse universe you are immortal it's the schroden schrodinger's cat thing but you in a box yeah but you in a box yeah okay interesting isn't that weird though i don't know i just want to bring that up because like thought experiments are very strange because when you i don't know when i personally think about stuff like that i'm like that's silly. And then the harder I think about it, I'm like, but is it though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I also feel like this multiverse theory can also bleed into the whole UFO investigations because we don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's interesting because there's so many theories about where, you know, what the idea of UFOs are, but it's totally possible that they're from another universe. Mm-hmm. Like a whole other existence. They might not even, they might even live simultaneously in the same space as us somewhere else. Yep. And like, then like they are like coming through perhaps at different areas. Right. Well, but okay. And Sunflower Art Witch in chat also said multiverse theory explains interdimensional Sasquatch. We don't talk can. about him. <laughs> no, no, but it can't. I know like, banging international interdimensional sasquatch aside creatures like cryptids like sasquatch or mothman or things like that could be 
creatures that maybe they tow the line, maybe they are in the liminal spaces between universes, and they go between universes and are hunting things, maybe they're just a totally natural occurrence that occurs. Mm -hmm. Maybe Bigfoot lives in this liminal space between universes, and that's how we see him. To bring it back to that book I read, there the so I mentioned that one human got all like twisted and messed up. There there are creatures that are like breaking through in this universe that are from another universe and are not human. So there are these people that come from adjacent universes that are similar to our own. And then at one point towards the end, she talks about like throughout the whole book, there's like this invisible thing that keeps like the only that there's one guy with her who can kind of see them. And he describes the one creature like if you flipped your eyelid inside out and it was like the inside of your eyelid was pasted onto like a uh, a horseshoe crab. Ow, so it's like a no! fleshy horseshoe crab. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. So like that was one of them. And then at the towards the end, there's one that's always been invisible the whole time. And the only way they know it's coming is it makes a noise like when you oh, rub no. your finger on the rim of a glass. Oh, it like makes oh, that noise. On. Oh no, this is so scary. It's so scary. And it she <laughs> actually like kind of tries to see it there at the end when she's like getting away. And she looks up at the sky and she said, you know, the sky kind of looks like that one pixel layer in a video game. Like it's covering something. And yeah. she can see like, she says it's like made of wheels and eyeballs and wings. And it's like pushing down in the sky to try and break through. And it's giant. Like... That, those are all things from the Bible. Exactly. So it's, it's like, like seraphim. Yep. It's seraphim yeah. imagery. Yeah. Isn't that scary? And it's like, whatever that was, it's it apparently likes like picking people apart. There was another human she runs into in this world who got caught by one of them. And he said like when they catch people, they like to just like pick, pull them apart. And they, oh, like. he's like, yeah. And he's like in the water, like he's in the water and she ends up noticing that he stays in the water because from, like, the ribs down, all of his guts are just, like, outside of him. Oh. And he's just alive with his guts hanging out. I don't know. The book's really good. Nice. <laughs> so, that but was it's, it seems... No, it's great. I feel like it, it touches on a lot of topics that kind of tie everything... Uh, that tie everything together. I mean, those... Like, we don't know what what UFOs are, or what a UAP is, or whatever. And it is so completely out of our realm of understanding or possibility that we cannot even fathom what these creatures are doing. Like, and I've said this before, but I think my my favorite example of, of those sorts of things is that when we walk by an anthill, the ants don't know what we are. Yeah. Like, we're the ants to these things. Like, whatever these things are, like, we're the ants. And if they're from another parallel dimension, like, that kind of stuff could be there. We don't know. Like, we... And also, it's like, it ties into the, the idea of tulpas. The idea that our minds... What if our minds are creating all of these things? Like, what... Like, what... If, we don't even know what consciousness is. Yeah, it so could be like, an alternate universe that you are creating. Right. right, exactly. We don't... We literally don't know. So... The fact that we're conscious, the fact that we experience things that we can't explain, all these things come together to, like, there are just so many mysteries that are just completely visible to us as humans that I wish were just a hole in the wall that takes us to another dimension so we could at least understand some of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, like, if 
if I looked through a hole in the wall and there was like a hallway, I would simply spackle that shit closed. <laughs> I'd be like, just, just like not today. <laughs> we're not going not there. <laughs> like they go in there and at first they're really cautious and then they were like, yeah. haha, whatever. And then they just like go further and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, no. Well, it's like, <laughs> That's like Stranger Things, too. It's like the same thing, like where there's a hole like in the wall that takes them to like another spooky ass messed up world. I'm good. That's what the the, the scientists oh, no, I go. Are what are you saying? I'd go in. Are you kidding? I'd go in. I would take that machete and go in and I would just be I would. OK, you need to read ready. this book and then think if you would go in. No, everything's invisible. <laughs> listen, listen to me. I won't go into Squid Game, but no. I'll go into holes in the wall. <gasps> I don't but know. I won't go into Squid Game because I think that humans are ten times scarier than any monster that lives in the liminal spaces of the multiverse. I mean, she ran into a human and his guts were hanging out, and he tasted things in the water with his guts. <laughs> That's fun. It was so gross. Oh my god, that book's so good. Um, I don't know. I don't think. I think if I were presented with that situation where. Wait, did, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Samus the Barbarian. Seamus? Seamus the Barbarian? Anyway, in chat said, uh, didn't that happen to Philip K. Dick where he said he fell through space and went to ancient Rome? I don't know. Philip K. Dick's books are wild, super sexist, but the father <laughs> of modern science fiction. And <laughs> I would like to know if he did. He did fall through space and go did to he, ancient did Rome. He, did he experience a time I, slip? I, he might have. And I find that fascinating because... While his books are extremely sexist, <laughs> they are the 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 keystone of the science fiction genre, sort genre. of. Yeah, no, I there's no cylinders. There's no cylinders on the other side. Get that out of here. <laughs> if it was just okay, listen. If I went through a wall and there were cylinders on the other side of the wall, that then I would spackle it up. Yeah, like what if you opened a hole in the wall and it was just like a room of light switches. Well, no, no, I wouldn't deal with that. No. It would spackle. It spackle. Maybe after like flipping one or two of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's, I don't know. This was very interesting to me. Cause like also in the book, they try, they run into, or the no, guy. No, no Tic Tacs. Full of Tic Tacs. The, no. the guy with his guts hanging out said he came from a world where the window opened up just in some trees. So can oh. you, I, I just really liked that theory because one of my favorite series, I've always been super into the multiverse theory because of the His Dark Materials series, the Golden Compass. Yes. It's my favorite books. Those are my favorite books. I really got into it too. And it wasn't because of that. It was because in third grade, third and fourth grade, was it? No, no, no. Fifth and sixth grade. My friend and I wrote a fantasy book together and it was all about going to different dimensions. That's sick. And we still have it. And like, we, we, we've been wanting to rewrite it forever, but we're adults now. So we have no imagination. Do it though. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the it best. Was awesome. It was, it was awesome. It was about dragons fighting UFOs. That's sick. Yeah. It was one world had dragons like in magic and one world had technology and they're forever fighting over our world. And that was what the book was about. That sounds amazing. Just write it. It was sick. I want to read it. Was it was sick. That sounds like it's, oh, it's amazing. I mean, the one from fifth grade still exists and it's really bad. But like as adults, we should be rewriting it. I agree. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I wrote it was. Yeah, I wrote a good. bunch of His Dark Materials fan fiction after the books were over because I was so sad about the ending. I was like, I'm going to write a better ending because I was in middle school or whatever. Yeah. 
My, my middle school book was 400 pages. <laughs> Just publish that. Just don't tell anybody. No, it's, no, it's really bad. <laughs> Half of it was like ripped off from Harry Potter. Worse than sure. my uh, self-insert Yu Yu Hakusho fan fiction. Doubt it. <laughs> Doubt it's that bad. <laughs> At least it was like, it was like a mix of like Return to Crondor, like uh, Harry Potter, and, uh, like, a few other books. We were super into reading fantasy books, too. But I should rewrite it. It would be fun. That would be sick. I would love to read that. I just want to see dragons fighting UFOs. Yeah, okay? that's such a good idea. That's all I want to see. That would be amazing. That's it. I wonder who would win. I mean, I think the dragons would win, but that's just me. Is that who won in your book? I think they both lost. Oh, that makes more sense, yeah. actually. <laughs> the real yeah, losers... Are everyone, including the human world, probably. Yeah, everyone, yeah. I think they both lost. I can't remember. We didn't really think of an ending. That was, I think, the problem. <laughs> Everybody loses. Yeah. It's the apocalypse. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's really interesting. Yeah, so... it's an interesting theory. It is. And, like, the, the concept of him walking around and just, like, passing through into another world was part of the reason I loved His Dark Materials so much. Because when you get into the subtle knife and in the golden compass you can pass through to other worlds and like there are these windows that exist until they close them all up but or like sliders you know remember sliders no like sliding hamburgers <laughs> no <laughs> sliders was around the time same time as um stargate sg1 sliders was a, a tv show about what? going to different dimensions yeah it was like a, i think it was on the sci-fi channel i don't remember but my friend and i were super into it yeah, sliders. sliders it's called sliders. sliders. They go to different dimensions. They're like stuck going to different dimensions. Oh, this was before sci-fi was S-Y-F-Y. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you mean we could actually like say it, yeah. It looks like Doctor Who. No, it's cool. I'm it's literally like way looking cooler. at the picture and it looks like Doctor Who. It's not Doctor Who, it's cooler. <laughs> it's edgy. It's <laughs> edgy, stop. <laughs> it did have the guy who played Gimli in it, yes. That's amazing. Yeah, it's good. You should watch some episodes. It's very 90s. Oh, I love that, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, that's a good... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Flumpton is right. Flumpton is right. I did see... I did I did have that weird experience when I lived in Edinburgh. Yeah, tell, tell us about that, because I like that story. It's such a good story. I mean, it, it was so weird. It was so weird. Like, and I still feel it was so weird to this day. Like, that whole experience of living there was extremely ethereal and bizarre but like so i lived in edinburgh scotland when i was in college i was studying for a year there uh, for my medieval studies degree and i was living in an old schoolhouse it was like an 1800 schoolhouse like right across from this big i think it was like a georgian church which means it's like early 1800s but it was very gothic looking so like very pointy very big black like the stone was like black and to the left of it was just a regular street. Like, just like, but like in Edinburgh, it's like all old shit. So it just looks like a typical British street, like old, like pub type, like facades. I walked back and forth there all the time because I would go from one side to the other to go to the, go to university or go to the grocery store. And uh, one day I was walking past it and there was one of the like pub style type facades that was painted black and just said portal on it. And I'd never noticed that. it before. I'd never noticed it before. Like, I know this sounds made up, but it's not. It was insane. And I was like, that's weird. And like, 
maybe in another dimension, Kayla, I went into it. I think you did. Lived, I think and you lived did. In a, maybe I lived in a sick-ass dragon world or some bullshit. But I walked by this sign that said portal, and it, the letters were there. Like, they were like the gold, like, pub letters, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. They were there, and I walked past, and I was like, oh, that's weird. You know, I went to the What's grocery store. About? And... Like, I think it was, like, the next day, it was gone. Like, it was never there. Like, I walked by it again, and it was gone. It The whole thing was gone. Like, not just the, like, paint. I don't know where the building went. Like, it was gone. That's insane. So, right? Like, I walked by it again, and it never, like, there was no sign of where the door was. Like, it was just gone. So, either I was hallucinating because I was depressed, or... I got to go into the portal in another dimension, and now I live someplace a lot better. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. That was your branching moment, you know? Yeah. But it, but that's, I mean, if that was an art project or whatever, like, no one was there. No one was waiting outside. No one was taking pictures of it. Like, and this was the this was the era of flip phones, and, and I had a Nokia brick phone at this time. Oh, so my gosh. Like, like, because they were, like, a few years behind us. So this was 2006? But they were about the same, like, their technology, like, was a little bit behind us. So it was about, like, 2004 phone. So I had a brick phone. And, like, so there was no way to take pictures of things unless you had a camera with you. Right. So, like, no one was there taking pictures of this building that said Portal on it. Portal? And I came back and it was just gone. And I remember even asking, because I had some friends who were from South Africa um, who lived in a flat right by this thing. I remember asking, like, was that ever something that was there? And they had never seen it. So, yeah. I think it was weird. I think you crossed into another dimension. I hope so. I hope so. I hope it wasn't just my brain just, like, glitching out and being like, eh, trauma. I hope it was another dimension. I always worry about that. Do you ever have those moments where you're, like, looking at something and then suddenly something appears and you're like, was that there? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what it was. I mean, but it was weirder than that. It felt weird. It felt like, you know what I mean? When you see something and you're like, oh no, that's not, that's weird. That's not supposed yeah, to be Yeah, where your brain like can't like. compute it. I hate that shit. Yeah. Also like being like friends with these people from South, Af- Af- South Africa was also bizarre to me as a young person who would like was very like just being exposed to the world because they're like, oh yeah, I've been shot at. Like, here, you want some hash? And I'm like, no! <laughs> no! Like, I, I could like, never! I was like, oh my god! <laughs> Young Holly was just so scared, but so fascinated by the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was real. That happened to me. It's messed up. Yeah, that is a cool story. Yeah. Nothing like that. I've never had anything that interesting. But I think that maybe that was that was a multiverse. That it could have been. That was a window. And I blew it. You blew it. <laughs> I fucking blew but it. But what if you would have ended up in a horror dimension? So maybe it's care. Fine. You don't care. Like, that that would have been sick. I don't know. I live in a horror dimension. What is this place? Yeah, actually, maybe you did this make a, a mistake. We literally, yeah, we literally live in a dystopia. That's what this is. This is a dystopia. Yeah, I'm not like, having a great time. 110% we live in a dystopia. Like, and think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Like... All of the things that we have to deal with, Amazon's like, we made a new robot. Did you see the Amazon robot? No. They, like advertised on the website. It was like, it's got a camera on it. It was what? literally like a moving robot with a camera that comes out of it. Like, 
And they're just like, we've got another robot that just like walks and will deliver your packages. And I'm like, we don't need these robots. We don't need them. Oh, is this the one with like the tablet face? Yes. Yes. Hard pass. Thank you. I don't get it. I'm like, oh my God. Ugh. Isn't this? I know. We're going to, we're going to move into like. It's bad. The robots will turn on us world. No, it is bad. It is bad. Oh, I've seen the dog bot with a gun. I have seen that, Tall Bard. I've seen it. And that is, if you've seen Black Mirror, yeah, there's the Black one episode, episode where those things chase them. And I'm like, that's that thing. Wait, it's did right they make there. that in real life? Yes. Why? Yes, they, <laughs> yes, they exist. Because we live in a dystopia. And past Holly went into the magical portal and is probably at Hogwarts or some shit right now. Oh, man. What if that was like Hogwarts? Yeah, and it's probably really sick. <laughs> and now I live in the land of Twitter and uh, Twitter and trauma and dog and robot dog wielding gun monsters. Wow. Yeah. So and, I and the pandemic and the pandemic and the pandemic. So yeah. I believe in the multiverse theory and I believe we ended up in the bad one where we made all of the wrong decisions possible. <laughs> like the branching, if we're talking branching universe, we really, we really hecked this one up, guys. Yeah. Oh, but I was going to talk about determinism and super determinism. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think I talked about yet, but it's the concept. So No, no, no. Fl- wait, wait, wait. One, wait, real quick. Oh. Flumpton said that Hogwarts is controlled by a god who is a turf. In the good universe, the person that made up Hogwarts isn't a turf. There you go. I agree with that. Like, that's great. <laughs> no, they love everyone. And I'm I'm at that universe as Hogwarts. Anyway, continue. So determinism is the idea that things happen where you end up is all based on choice, random decisions. It's a random world we live in. That's what determines things is like your choices, blah, 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 free free will. Super determinism, from my understanding, this is the part where I feel like I'm getting close to talking out my ass because I literally just Googled <laughs> some stuff. But super determinism is the idea that during the Big Bang, everything that ever has happened or ever will happen was created. So... Whoa. No matter what, like every decision you make and everything that you say, it was already going to happen. You're, you're always following a line. Like you think you are following a process of free will, but you are just making a choice that was already going to occur. Like because from, like from the creation of the universe, like this was always going to happen. We were always going to be here and everything that will happen has already been decided it's just written into our dna it's written into everything that's what super Ah, determinism is yeah miss lamar in the chat like the fates like the fates weaving the thread of all of our lives has already happened yeah and it's like i i remember my coworker believes in super determinism and i asked him i was like so where does someone who can maybe see the future fall into that and are they someone that can see perhaps like that if it's written into the DNA of everything, like, are they able to access that? And he just kind of argued like, well, they were just meant to see it. Like, it's like, there is no argument here. Cause like the idea is that everything you're asking, it occurs because it was supposed to like, 
if you think like, oh, well, what if I did this? Well, it's because you were supposed to. Like you you had no yeah. say in it. Like you think you did, but the the big like at, from the dawn of time, we were going to end up here. We were going to talk about this. I was going to go to bed after this. I was going to go to sleep. You know, <laughs> you will. You go to sleep at like nine thirty. I go to bed very early because I'm a grandma. <laughs> I gotta read my book. <laughs> So that's because the Big Bang happened and created everything and that the fact that you and I exist. But like that concept completely tosses out the window the idea of free will. And I don't know how I feel about that because at first I was like, I hate that because of course you want to have free will. You want to think that what I do makes a difference. The choices that I make make a difference. But honestly, maybe it's okay and I'm a little bit comforted by it as well because like that means that like when you think of the things that you try to tell yourself when you're very stressed out where you're like no amount of stress and anxiety is going to change what's going to happen well if if we live in a super deterministic world that is very true we cannot it's just gonna happen the way it's gonna happen yeah uh mountain links also said this sounds like a little bit of local 58 and i think that would be wonderful to have chris on as a guest oh chris Strong. we should that would to talk about this yeah i think, I think he'd that like would be this a, yeah i think that would be an awesome episode i might i might reach out to him and see if he wants to come on as a guest because i think talking about all of this kind of like interdimensional like consciousness stuff would be really fun yeah he'd i think love he'd have that. some good insights Ugh, I kind of hate that because I also like to think that our, I've played too many role-playing games, so I like to think that my destiny is in my hands. Well, the interesting thing about those (laughs) games is, like, they were already created. Like, all, every single decision is, like, written in there, you know what I mean? So I know, but I don't know. But (laughs) I get to choose. I get to choose. But are you getting to choose, or are you setting yourself on... One of several, like, those are predetermined paths that are already written. It was already no. determined, like, no, that you were it. going I've to already, end up. No, see, I've already messed up and I can't reload. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Like, I hate it, but also I do think aspects of it are comforting. But, like, um, Sunflower Art Witch said in the chat that that could stop accountability. And that is, like, people can say, oh, I'm not. But people people say that they aren't accountable for their actions for many other reasons, too, is the thing. Like, the, Jesus made me do it, or whatever, like, you know. So I don't know that that's an issue, but... Because you're still, like, you could also say, like, well, Holly's still accountable for her actions because she's still the one doing it. It's just we are... it. She has no control over it. Right. Like, because it was already written, but she's still doing it. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it ties into my question about consciousness. We don't know what consciousness is. You were saying, are you comforted by this? Or like you were saying about. No, I'm not comforted (laughs) by any of this. No, No, it's terrible. I mean, but like example, like I watched, let's go back. Let's circle back, Kayla. Okay. Let's circle back to what we talked about earlier. Okay. William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Going into space. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you watch the video? I forgot to watch it. I was okay. too busy eating tacos. <laughs> See, okay, so he goes into, he. I mean, space. Like, he goes to the edge of space. Like, the edge of Earth. And, like, he, like, rambles about how, like, the Earth's a comforting blanket. I'm like, you're 90. You're close to death. I get this. It's, like, very existential. Like, I understand, like, 
I'm sure if I were, if I even make it to 90, I would be in the same headspace. Yeah. And Jeff Bezos is there just looking like a robot, Ugh. just staring at him like a weird, like the weirdo he is. <laughs> like, By the way, if anyone hasn't ever heard Jeff Bezos's laugh, please look it up. I haven't. Please. Is it horrifying? Please. No, he's literally a supervillain. He's literally <laughs> a supervillain. You have to he look up his like laugh. He looks like one. Maybe Jack can put it here. Put Jeffrey like Bezos' Jack... laugh in here, please. It's, 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 <laughs> I can't, you have to, you have to look it up. It's, I just can't. Like, if there's someone who could be more of a ridiculous supervillain, it's him. But he's standing there, like, just, just like, it's bone chilling. It is. <laughs> it's, it sounds like a joke. It sounds like he's joking. Like, as he's like, I'm making fun of, like, oh, a supervillain laugh. Nope. That's his laugh. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I can't. So. <laughs> it sounds, yes, it sounds rehearsed. I don't even have words for it. But so he's like, he's listening to William Shatner talk about these, like, this, like, profound experience with no emotion in his face. Like, at all. Just nothing. And, like, he does, I was like, please, like, as I'm watching this video, I'm like, please hug him. Like, just please, like, just d whatever, like, weird toxic man hug, like, that you want. Just, just, like, please hug this man. Yeah. Finally, he does. But, like, the whole thing is just so awkward because here's, William Shatter's crying. <laughs> like, full-on crying about seeing space. Like, nine years old seeing space, I'd probably cry. Yeah, for sure. I'd cry right now. Yeah, I cry right now. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's, sorry, Chris in chat said, to me, the more upsetting thing about all the laugh clips are people asking him, some people think your laugh sounds evil. What do you think about that? Evil laugh. <laughs> he just responds with an evil laugh. <sighs> but I, I just think, like, I don't know. Just there's a billionaire going to space with, like, an actor like, rich person, and I don't know where I'm going with this, except for the fact that, it, like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it it, uh, it felt weird. Surprised. It's a weird time. It felt time. weird and awkward, and, like, and I remember the thing that, that, um, William Shatner was saying over and over was just, like, everyone should see this. Everyone should see this. And it's like, how can we? <laughs> we should see it. Everyone should see that, because that's to come full circle again. Like, that's what would give us empathy for other human beings is knowing that we are part of this bigger picture, but we literally can't unsee our little insular world. Like that's all we have. Yeah. Yeah. It, it I so, think it's like humbling probably to, to go up there and see like, we are very small. <laughs> we are yeah. extremely tiny. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Uh, it said Sunflower Art Witch, as my grandpa commented on the drive home, only the rich can spend 10 minutes space. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. But, like, I think that William Shatner is correct that we all should see that because who know we don't know if there's multiverses. We don't know if there's all this other stuff. It's just... We're just living in our bizarre little insular tiny worlds. Would you would you Squid Game if it if it was like you get to go to space and no, and get never, money? No, I don't want Squid Game ever. And get like thirty five <laughs> no. billion dollars and you get to go to space. Squid Game? Well, I will. I would never go to Squid Game. Never, never, never. I. You know what? To to circle back to Squid Game, <laughs> there was one part where I solved the like. Did you? 
were there parts where you were just like, you could solve this and no one would die if you did X, Y, Z? Because that was me watching that. I don't know. I just think I'm smarter than everyone else, basically. I, spoilers again, but like, I, like Jared and I are watching together and I was like freaking out about the, like, the tempered glass because I was like, I know tempered glass looks different. Yeah. I can tell you it looks different. Yeah. I can tell you immediately it looks different. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Like, it looks different. And, but, like, the marble thing was, like, you have to win your p- opponent's marbles. And I was like, why don't you just, like, make it so you just switch marbles and then you win each other's marbles and then you both win? Isn't that a solution? Yeah. I was like... It is. I thought that's what they were going to do. Anyways, we could be in Squid Game and we wouldn't die because we're really smart, <laughs> so... We'd 100% die immediately. No! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think we would win. I think we're proving right now. Oh, my God. Cozy, cozyisms heard Paco. Paco's dootin' downstairs. Paco. He's going, doo, 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 doo. Yeah, he's he's ready for dinner. He's ready to eat his noodles. Oh, his noodles. It's it is uh-huh. dinner time. All right. Well, this has been a fascinating <laughs> and disturbing uh, discussion. We've had a good time. I feel like don't think about whether or not you'd survive in Squid Game. The answer is no because gambling is bad. Don't do it. So just keep yourself and your money and your body safe. And that's all that matters. But I do believe that consciousness is a mystery. Mm-hmm. All of this quantum shit is connected to it. Mm-hmm. And it's also connected to aliens somehow. Yep. I agree with all those things. I think that... I think that every... I, I don't know that I believe that every time we make a decision, we create an alternate universe. But I think that there have been decisions that have been made or divergences in our pathway that have created multiverses. And I also, yes, but I also think that that somehow there are parts of the, like, the UFO experience and these experiences with high strangeness, as they call it, that have to do with our consciousness. And we don't have a way of understanding that. Yeah. Like... The high strange like time slips or encounters, even encounters with Bigfoot or cryptids or UFOs or things like that. There's so many things that we, or even ghosts, like these encounters of high strangeness have somehow connect to this bizarre, like consciousness, like mixed with quantum, mixed with multidimensional thing. And the fact that like dark matter is like what what is it like 40 percent of the universe or something or more than that it's, it's, it's like a lot 70 yeah and we and we literally don't know what it is so it's like we literally don't know what the universe is made out of and we're just guessing so it's yeah wild <sighs> and yet somehow the universe has created things like cockatiels that are so dumb and so so precious and just dude around they their just, little feet. They just dude away. And they just go do 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 Crib Norixis says, Holly, please find and watch the documentary Hypernormalization. Right. Oh, that sounds nice. Hypernormalization. I've been I'm I'm down to re-watching UFO documentaries, so I need some new stuff to watch. Ooh, a twenty sixteen <laughs> BBC documentary. Excellent. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Everything's weird. Consciousness is weird. It is very weird. Um, are we ready for a... Do you want to do one story? Yes. yes, let's each do a story okay. and then we will sign off. This has been a little bit longer, but I feel like we had a good time talking about all this weird stuff. We so. 
good. I, I'm glad we talked about it. I was really jazzed about it. Like, I just love this stuff. And, and I really recommend, again, check out T. Kingfisher's books. Um, we talked about The Hollow Places, but if you want to go completely blind into another one of her books, uh, The Twisted Ones is great. Uh, but I recommend both. I think The Hollow Places was my favorite. But check them both out. They're, they're so good. Nice. It's time for Fact or Fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. <sighs> okay, I have a story pulled up whenever you're ready. All right, all right, story time. This one comes from Jimmy, who we read a story from maybe last time. It might have been last time. So thanks for writing another story. Here we go. This takes place in September 2012. I was living in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I had just recently been honorably discharged from the Army. Going from being perpetually busy to having a lot of downtime led me to pursue my two passions, the occult and rock hounding. Hell yeah. In regards to the latter, I would spend weeks in the mountains digging for gemstones, and I would come down to sell the bulk to make supplemental income. One Friday afternoon, I stumbled on a forum story about the San Luis Valley and its plethora of paranormal activity that involved UFOs, alien abductions, spirits, and my favorite, snake people. More than slightly skeptical, it still intrigued me that these large humanoid snake men would be slithering through the forests and living in the natural caves or abandoned mines in the area. I started to delve a little deeper into the stories. The uh, Ute tribe, U-T-E. I don't know if I'm... I think that's how, that's how you say it's it. It's Ute, sure. Ute. Yeah, I think so. Uh, who originally inhabited the area had stories of Naga-like snake people, and they would also have areas in the SLV they chose to stay away from. The descriptions I gathered were of large-scaled serpents that would sit coiled at about seven feet tall. They would chitter and slither, yet hardly make any noise. Their eyes, reptilian and gold-tinted, resembled that of rattlesnakes. Of course, being the idiot, I mean brave adventurer I am, I planned out a weekend of gem hunting and snake man tracking. I left the next day heading towards a small town called South Fork, a small town of less than 400 that has an amazing little mom-and-pop diner. I grabbed a quick bite and spoke to the waitress about the area. She seemed fairly indifferent, pushing aside my questions with flat answers and apathetic stares. I felt like the brick wall of a waitress wasn't eroding with my words, so I thanked her and headed a little east. I set up camp in what appeared to be a deserted mining area. Old wooden planks jutted out of the scrublands marked the, marked the way to an outcropping of denser brush and what appeared to be a larger chat pile, an artificial rock pile made from mining out the area. A beautiful and quiet lake in what seemed to be a man-sized hole, more than likely from an earlier mining excavation. The sun was setting, and I hastily scrambled to set up a makeshift base. Side note, do not go backpacking slash mountain climbing alone. Thank you for that. Service is almost always non-existent. Animals and plants are out to get you, and monsoon-like storms can cause instantaneous flash flooding. Unfortunately for me, nobody I knew shared my motivation for being in sinister or mysterious places like I did. So I usually went solo with only my survival skills taught in Pathfinder school with the army and my arrogantly huge sense of fearless stupidity. I felt untouchable until a few hours later. 
What transpired has kept me from ever investigating by myself since. Around 11 p.m., I began to hear twigs snapping in the distance. No. I grabbed my flashlight and my tactical knife. Being about 15 miles away from civilization, I took zero chances in something getting the jump on me. My breath was visible in the high beam of my light as I left the comfort of my tent and ventured into the crisp autumn air. The skies were beautifully dotted with stars and the Milky Way. Absolutely no other light was visible in the area as I slowly made my way towards the lake. There was no wind, but you could hear the lapping of small waves upon the shoreline. I shined my light out towards the center of the lake to nothing. Then the chittering sounds began. <laughs> from where from where the mineshaft area, which was about 500 feet away, the sounds of the brush slowly being moved and that ungodly chittering started to sound like it was getting closer. The hair on the back of my neck instantly rose as I quickly aimed my light with one hand and a death grip on the hilt of my knife with the other. I saw nothing in that direction, but I could slowly see the brush being parted. I aimed a little higher to a set of eyes. Gold and narrow, piercing straight to that primal part of our psyche, gazed back at me. I ran. For the first time in my life, my fight-or-flight response chose the latter. As I was hoofing it back to my vehicle, the brush began to crack loudly. Each second, the distance between myself and the creature closing perilously closer. As I opened the door, I could hear the sound of my tent being ripped apart, the chittering intensifying above the sound of the pole snapping. I drove that night for hours in a daze, never fully certain what I felt, seen, or heard. No. Da -da 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 -da. No! That's terrible! What do we think? What do we think? Is this fact? Or I don't fiction? know. I think it's I think it's fiction. Oh. Because I think it's too descriptive. It's too descriptive. Well, you're almost right. <laughs> this one is apparently 80% true. No. So <clears throat> that's very specific. But Jimmy clarifies the Native American snake legends I used were actually from the Eastern tribes of America in their great horned serpent myths. However, oh. I never saw a gigantic serpent man. It was only a mountain lion, and my tent had a lot of tasty beef jerky I stocked up on for my trip. And also, I feel like running into a mountain lion is equally as horrifying. Yeah, that is. I was like, <laughs> no. So wait, a mountain lion went into their tent and ate their shit? Yeah, it sounds like the mountain no. lion is what tore their tent up, which I would no. have lost my mind, honestly. I, would, I don't know what I would have done. Like... No. Like, I would have been really scared. So, honestly, I'm a little more scared by the prospect of a mountain lion. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> to be honest. I don't want to deal with that. No. No, no. No, 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 no. You do not like. I'm you do not like. <laughs> I'm trying to send you the next story. Mountain, mountain lions are terrifying. They like, are. The fact that, I'm sorry, but the fact that there's lions just like out there lions like and there's the size of lions yeah it's not okay with me yeah it's not okay no but at the same time i don't know i'll blow a whistle and dance around and scare them or something yeah you get them okay is this are we good yeah are i ready? sent you the, the last story of the night Two years ago, I worked as a game warden in a state park. Mostly my job consisted of checking the woods for invasive bugs like ash borers and the like. 
once in a while, which are bark beetles, I believe. Once in a while, I had to clear out an impromptu campsite, but most people were smart enough to stay within a designated campground. No bears or anything in the forest were just tough to negotiate at points. And I think they meant navigate at points and getting help was difficult out there. Last year, I was called out to a campsite deep in the valley. Apparently, any attempt to contact the campers failed, and some hikers had seen a bright orange glow coming from the vicinity of the camp. I will admit that had me worried. I checked with park rangers stationed in the area to make sure that there were no signs of a wildfire, and there was nothing. Not wanting to wait until one gets started up, I got in my jeep and drove to the location I was given. I arrived at the site by sunset, completely abandoned. Tents were up, chairs were set. Heck, their fire hadn't even been lit. All I could find was a thin layer of gray ash coating one side of their tent. I followed the ash into the woods on the edge of the site, only to find the last thing I expected. I found a door. The door was standing there, the last bits of ash blowing off the grass in front of it. It looked like it was made of dark wood, not one grown around here. Curious as to why it would be there, I put my hand on it. Despite appearances, it was cold to the touch. As I felt around the knob, it got warmer, and it had a sudden desire to open the door. I turned the knob as it grew warmer, the closer I came to pulling open the door. Before I could, though, I felt two hands grab my shoulders and pull me away. As I turned around, I was face to face with a man in a black suit and sunglasses. He told me I'd been relieved, and he'd take it from here. When I asked who he was, he only said EPA. I remember if I drove back to the base, a black truck and SUV drove past me straight to the campsite. As far as I know, those campers have never been found. (laughs) 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 No. Oh, man, that's the door I should have gone into. Yes, the door. All these doors. (laughs) Oh, my God. Cognoggins and Will Smith. EPA. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I want this one to be real so bad, but I think it's fiction. But I want it to be real so bad. This is the shit I live for. (laughs) Men in black. Camping. They say they're the EPA. Come on. It's incredible. It's incredible. Well, but I don't think it happened. Unfortunately, you're right. <laughs> it's not. No. It's not real. I want it. I want it to be real so bad. It's so good. It is very good. It's so good. Um, and this the sign off was Duck Newton. Duck Newton. Thank you, Duck Newton. So if, I wish it was real. A great story. I wish it was real. I w- that's the new uh category like wish it wish it actually occurred i know i wish it occurred so bad it's incredible well if you have any stories that you want to make up or that are true please email them to spooky saturday stories at gmail.com and let us know if they are fact or fiction yeah we love your stories whether true or not true and uh yeah we will uh we will read them on the show it'll be great yeah and I've decided we need to do a, like, talk about where you can find us, because we never do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, we have a Patreon, if you're interested in that. It is patreon.com slash scouts. I am about to, ma- to make a post on there to catch up on any exclusive patches. If you're in the $15 tier, you get an exclusive patch. Um, I think USPS has maybe lost a few and also I was a little behind, but I have patches now and I'm going to send them out. So I'm going to make a post. If you haven't got yours, go check that post and drop a comment so I can uh, get that to you. Um, So definitely consider subscribing. It helps us out. Um, Thank you. So, cause we make this out from our hearts. It's true. From, from the inside of our, our gross hearts. (laughs) And I can be found online at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. 
that's that's just where I live. Those are those are my locations on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Where can you be found? Uh, yeah, you can find me as at Holly Conrad or Commander Holly on Instagram and uh, Spooky Scouts and We Crowing Hens everywhere else. And Kayla is also on both of those as well. That is true. And the store where you can buy Spooky Scout stuff and other stuff is Etsy. Yeah, we're going to... Oh, I was going to say, we're going to restock the Spooky Scouts shirts. Yeah. Hopefully next month. Yes. So. And we're yeah. running low on the cryptid mugs. So if you wanted one, go grab one. But that's Etsy.com slash shop slash We Crowing Hens. So check that out. There's still some in there. And there's cryptid bandanas. And we have the zine. And a couple sizes of the shirt are still in stock mm-hmm. right now. So if yeah. you want any of that stuff that's on there. And plenty of pins. There's plenty of pins. Plenty of left. pins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then if you want to join the Discord, if you go to SpookyScouts.com, there's a uh, a link there that should never expire. I try, I try to remember to check it, but there's a link to the Discord. And also there's a... Yeah, the Discord just got a new room, too, where you can show your mushroom pictures. It's the mushroom. <laughs> the mushroom. <laughs> And it is the season, so, you know, join the Discord, make some friends, share some mushroom pictures, do your best, so. Yeah. But yes. Well, take care of yourselves. Uh, make sure to keep your eyes in the sky, and we will see you next time. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, my God. I said goodbye, and Paco went, whoop, whoop. Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookyScouts.com. You can offer the podcast some sustainable support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to patreon.com slash spooky scouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on twitch.tv slash hens. See you next time, scouts. And remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know. Ha, 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 ha.